0: our democrat of the day 42a is the district ned carroll is kind enough to join us to talk about his campaign for the minnesota house ned thank you very much i appreciate the time
1: you're welcome and thanks for the opportunity it's a great one.
0: Oh, now can i ask you are there have there been a few clumps of trees you've noticed that have been just outright spectacular this fall
1: uh, absolutely and especially the last day or two just <laughs> stunning
0: Oh, uh it, it it's tough because there are like a few spots on major highways. I cannot stop, but I just want to and try to capture a photo of because it's so good. Uh it's a great time of year. If you are out door knocking, there are worse times of year to go door knocking in the state of Minnesota than in uh in, in the fall. I will say that.
1: You're absolutely right. And don't say if it's when. In fact, I stopped right now to take your call. I it was door knocking. Well, but I'm glad to be here and and, uh, and and share with you.
0: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, your Senate your, excuse me, House District forty two A. Uh how did that change with the redistricting, if I could ask?
1: Sure, it changed what it did is it gave Plymouth another seat. So it's a it's a dedicated seat, although there's a little bit of Maple Grove in it, Southern Maple Grove. Um, and it uh and it created so Plymouth had um Ginny Cleavorn and Patty Acom here. And there were a couple on the east side. Um but now it's it's pretty much just uh this seat and Ginny Cleavor's so who's forty three B forty two B, excuse me. Um so that's how it's changed.
0: Well, and it's and it's a sign that Plymouth has been growing and has been growing you know greatly. And just in my time I remember in the high when I was in high school in the 80s that people were really that's when people you know, people started moving up to Plymouth and it's really become uh, you know a very strong suburb up on the west
1: side. It sure has in fact, you know what, it's the uh, fourth largest city in Minnesota, seventh largest city in Minnesota, fourth largest economy. So It is a big deal, and it's quietly a big deal. We have the largest med tech sector in the country, I think, or the world. There's some metric by which it's measured. We have a huge uh, commercial industrial presence in Plymouth.
0: And, and basically, it's for, for lack of to describe it for everyone, it's like a big L on the west side of Plymouth, the very southwestern part of Maple Grove in the very top. But then it's a big L with uh, the the L being basically Highway 55 as it heads towards the east. Uh, it's a great location. I got a lot of friends that live out there. I'm over there all the time. It's, it is a, a wonderful spot. For you, though, let's give you an opportunity for you to share your story. Who exactly is Ned Carroll?
1: Well, Ned Carroll is a dedicated public servant. Um, I'm on the city council now. I've been elected twice at large, which means I represent everyone in this town of uh, 81, 82,000. Um, and before that, I was uh, I was chair of the Parks and Rec Commission. Before that, I was serving on the uh, uh, or Shingle Creek Watershed Commission. So I have a lot of experience volunteering and serving in Plymouth. As well as uh, efforts with my children, I have three daughters, and I was always involved in in their activities. In fact, I still am. Um, I am on the Wayzata Girls Basketball Association, and as I have been for a number of years, and I still serve as director of the high school rec program. It's a wonderful opportunity, and it's it's great to uh, to spend time with these with these young ladies and give to them.
0: You, I want to go back to something you said early, and I want to get your impression of how this has affected you. the The, the Shingle, Shingle Creek Watershed Committee—that was what you were part of before. Correct. So you know, it, one of the things I find fascinating. First of all, I kind of am a big fan of small government, the small city government, and there are these these committees and organizations where you can get involved and you really can make a big difference to the local community because you're addressing a specific issue. And I have been very. I mean, there's a lot of these watershed districts around where there has been a strong effort to reclaim these districts after you know the, the, there was a you know a time when a lot of these these creeks and rivers either dried up, got all used up, or polluted, we're in bad shape, and now we have a, a better understanding of how we need to keep them clean. Talk a little bit about how your work on that, and then how it affects you with your environmental stances today.
1: So, the work on that is, it gives me an awareness, not that I needed one, but enhances my awareness of how critical the environment is, and how critical it is to keep it clean and and re- refurbished. So, for example, on the, on the Watershed Commission, and in Plymouth, We've been focused on reducing salt levels, uh, putting the city on a salt diet in terms of, you know, uh, salting the roads and streets and coming up with, with other means uh, to, cl- to keep the streets clear. So that's that's one example. And then also just cleaning them up and restoring them. Um, sometimes it, it, it includes taking out, you know, uh, barriers, dams, whatever, Uh, to allow them a more natural flow. And what that does is it enhances the uh, ecosystem around it and also invites back um, other creatures who who were there. Mm -hmm. You know, what you
0: get is a case where you've taken what is, a lot of people consider this larger issue in the environment but then you you get that experience where you realize, no, this is not some large political thing. This is local politics. The environment is local politics, and you have to apply these these lessons and, and good judgment to even things like, as you said, putting Plymouth on a salt diet to make sure that there's not so much runoff into these creeks and doing more environmental damage. I, I think that that's a wonderful bit of an experience to have for any politician.
1: Well, I agree, and, and let me just... Um make an exception of a term you use. You said politician. Yeah, uh, I consider public service. Uh, this council is a nonpartisan body. So people say you're a politician, and I say, well, no, I'm a public servant. It's a non nonpartisan position. That's the way it was with the Parks Commission and the Shingo Creek Watershed Commission. You're there as a citizen devoting your time and energy to making the community better. I look to do that at the legislature. I'm going to take that ethic of being a nonpartisan public servant uh, to the legislature to help our community uh, remain strong and get better. Uh,
0: An issue I know is very, very near and dear to anyone in Plymouth is transportation. Um, It's only recently we finally um, got 494 through the city, expanded out. That wasn't that long ago. There was still two lanes and a nightmare to drive. Uh, you got Highway 55. I mean, it's, we, we, we have to start looking at larger solutions. I had the same conversation with the house rep that was running up off Central Avenue and Nor- up in uh, Blaine off of where the National Sports Complex is, as a, you've got these roads which have to be addressed and, and, and developed in the right way to where it's giving the maximum amount of flow on this road but still maintaining the ability for the local community to have the access they need.
1: Absolutely. So part of that effort is I've, for a long time, I've been involved in, in, uh, trying to get high, uh, uh, highway 55 bus rapid transit BRT as a commuter line from out in the Western suburbs, uh, just a little bit beyond Plymouth down to, to downtown and back. Um, we have, we have a reverse commute now, uh, where people from, from, uh, the city come, out to work in plymouth so transportation is absolutely critical and also providing transit options for those who can do them and want to do them i think is important for various reasons one of which it reduces congestion two it reduces pollution and reduces our carbon footprint well and also you got
0: this really unique situation where there's a lot of cities out towards your west where, you know, Rockford, you know, Buffalo, these are, you know, as, as hard as it is to believe for a person that grew up in the city, that these are somewhat bedroom communities now. They are, and they're coming through your district to get to their jobs, out, out, sometimes in Plymouth, sometimes on the other side of Plymouth. So it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to necessarily create a hurdle, but at the same time, it's you've got to look at what is not just your district, which is growing and growing well, but the districts that, because Plymouth is growing well, are getting the benefit of that to your west, where you need you know obviously then it that's impacting your local roads as well.
1: That's right. And what we want to do is facilitate um, efficient movement of folks mm-hmm. uh, to and from wherever they're going, whatever they're doing. Uh, so, that's part of the effort that I've been involved in with Highway BRT.
0: Hey, can you tell that I worked for Metro Traffic for a while?
1: <laughs> it's a little, just a smidge for a few years. All right. Yeah, you're going you're gonna
0: to break in with a traffic report? No, well, I can be. Well, let's talk about the delays right now on 35W. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I want to. You brought up the business community, especially the. it sounds like the medical community, the medical business community in your district is very large. This is something, obviously, this is a gem. You don't want to lose this, so you want to cultivate. And my experience has been in communities where there's already good business growth, well, there's the desire for more business growth. People want to, as as you have more companies there, it creates an environment where other companies want to go. Talk about that. Talk about fostering, cultivating that the business community for a pro-business community in 42A.
1: Well, you're right. You know, uh, you have some uh, businesses here, it begets others. And so, what we've seen too is there's ancillary businesses that that spring up to support the initial business. For example, some of the med tech requires uh, ammonia. And and so, there's a business employment that's dedicated to providing those sorts of uh, services and, and goods to the med tech sector to help in their production and manufacturing process. Let me just point out these, these are really clean jobs uh, that are with the medtech sector. It's part of its manufacturing, part of its design, but it's all, it's all clean to my knowledge.
0: Well, and, 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 and basically it's, it's the kind of, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's a lot of suburbs and a lot of cities, including Minneapolis and Paul are kind of jealous of this because you're looking at relatively higher wage jobs, which that's, that's a plus, and And plus people wanting to live near their, their work. And so that's another plus.
1: You're right. And you know what? Uh, a major anchor besides the strong business community is our school districts. Um, People move here and want to be here because of our outstanding schools. And I'm committed to making to help keeping them that way.
0: Um, one thing, you've, you've been outdoor door knocking here, and it is the issue of this election cycle, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. You've gotten endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Uh, have you been hearing a lot about that at the doors as you've been out knocking in, in the city?
1: I have. And also, I've been endorsed by Pro-Choice Minnesota. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes I'm at the door, and, you know, if they if they don't know me, they'll ask for a quick rundown, and they say, are you endorsed by anyone? And I'll say, yes, Planned Parenthood, um, Pro-Choice Minnesota, and they'll say, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> I'm going to support you based on that. So it's a critical issue. As I mentioned, I have three daughters, and um, – I think it's a shame that in some states they would have less rights than their mom does, my wife does, in terms of reproductive freedom and, and health care. Uh, fortunately, in Minnesota, we have that Supreme Court decision that, for now, protects a woman's right to choose.
0: But as, as you just kind of alluded to there with your tone, the Republicans have vowed to overturn Dovey Gomez, and that is that is something they have insisted they are going to do. We need to have the DFL controlling that Minnesota House to at least, you know, be able to make sure you know, that would go a long way to ensure that women's rights in Minnesota stay women's rights in Minnesota.
1: Correct. Correct. And it would also help if we had a had a DFL Senate to, to help out and to get things done.
0: You, you know, it's interesting as you talk about your district because Plymouth has been a city that it's, it's been— Republican district. It wasn't that long ago. Republicans were were pretty much the 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 the, the, the elected de jour there. But the reality is is that as the Republicans have become more restrictive with their their stances, anti gay marriage, anti women's rights. You know the, this. You know you know trying to fight. You know the public school system to try to basically create a voucher system for private schools. You know it, as you've looked at some of these things that they have done. They have basically soured their own appeal there, and I think I, I've got to imagine that even with the moderate Republicans in your district, that a lot of them are like, okay, no, 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 no. As you, as you just said, I've got two daughters, you've got three daughters. This, these are rights that they we've we've had for fifty years. They it, it's it's this is not the time for us to start taking steps back to the nineteenth century.
1: No, exactly, and this is the first time I think ever that rights have been taken away with this, this Supreme Court decision.
0: Yeah. Uh, obviously, for everyone out there, this is a, a, a seat. Republicans, are they're, they're trying to get it. They're trying to get it, and they will show up to vote. So we need to get out there, help Ned Carroll in this district. Once again, it's the western side of Plymouth, the very southwestern side of Maple Grove, and kind of the southern side of Plymouth as well. Very easy to get to, 494 Highway 55, um, door knocking is beautiful this time of year in Plymouth. You can get out there and help them with that. Donations needed, volunteers needed. Ned, if people want to get in touch with your campaign to make a volunteer or do, volunteer or donate, how do
1: they do so? They can go to my website, nedformn.com, nedformn.com. They can also go to Act Blue and uh, contribute, which I'd greatly appreciate. I want to uh, uh, keep my keep the momentum going, and I can certainly use more contributions. Ned as I tell, tell people, please understand that under Minnesota law, you're strictly limited in how much you can give. So you can only give $1,000, two per couple, by the way. And if you can do that, that'd be wonderful. But anything le- less than that, that'd be welcome as well.
0: And of course, obviously, you knock on, and this this is the old adage, you knock on every door in the district, you're going to win that district. And so if we can get teams out throughout that district knocking on the doors, I think that's the key.
1: I agree. Absolutely. And in fact, as soon as we're done, that's what I'm going to head head out and do as I'm doing every night. And I tell you, it's getting harder and harder with less and less light. <laughs> well, at least you have pumpkins. We'll soon have,
0: we'll have jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> to guide you <laughs> through the evening. Yeah. All right. So if you are in a relatively safe Democratic district, great. Help your local DFL or by all means. But... If you want a blue wave to happen, you need to get into these districts where there's a fight going on, and that includes 42A, Ned Carroll. I'll link to everything a little bit later on. Ned, all my best door knocking. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time today.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Keep up the good work.
0: Thank you, sir. Ned Carroll for Minnesota House, 42A, Democrat of the Day.